Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. In this episode, part four in an eight-part series, I am joined by Let's Just Think Coalition, Uncle Leo and J.R. Strange from the Stereo app. Among other things, we discussed police accountability, the fact that there should be no internal investigations. That's kind of like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. Oh, we got, we got quite a few messages from Orgasm here. Here's one. I remember once I took an SIA course, which is basically a security course. It's it's the type of course that enables you to do, you know, like to be a bouncer, basically. You can't just be a bouncer over here. You have to have a security license to do it. And I remember when I was going through the course and the guy who was teaching us was an ex-police officer. And he told us that as bouncers, as part of a legitimate security industry, you're obligated to uphold the law until the police can step in and do it for you, sort of thing. Like, if there's anything that goes down in a club, you're the first part of call until the police get there. And he was telling me that as door supervisors, as bouncers, you're punishable to the to the full extent of the law without trial. It sounds daft, but basically, as a door supervisor, if you get caught doing anything criminal, you will go to prison for the full term without trial. Wow, that's messed up. Like, uh, it's almost like extortion or uh, strong arming. Right. So you're you're held to a higher. Am I am I hearing this correctly? They would be held to a higher standard than the police force themselves. Well, it sounds like it, because at least the police would get a trial, right? I love that saying, "daft." It's kind of sounds kind of daft. I love that. Got another one from Orgasm here. So I suppose the the point I'm making is if a door supervisor, yeah, a door supervisor can be punished to the full extent of the law if he engages or she engages in any criminal activity whatsoever. You know, if it's been proven that you've been involved in this, then there's no trial. You're just, you're just punished and sentenced. So if that's the case with a door supervisor, why the fuck isn't it the same with a police officer? Why do police officers get to go to trial? I know, I know there's, there's the whole theory that everybody deserves a trial. Everybody deserves to be heard in court before they are or aren't sentenced. But I'm not being funny, but if you're a police officer, the whole, the whole point of your job is to uphold the law so if you break it you go into jail motherfucker yeah i i agree wholeheartedly with that i do still agree with trials though i want to let me just spit my two cents and i'd be interested to hear what you think on this one coalition but first of all i think we got to get rid of internal investigations because it's it's bullshit that the police get to investigate themselves that's putting the the fox in charge of the hen house that's absolute insanity and, um, you know, we've all heard of the thin blue line where, you know, cops don't rat on their own. So, you know, you're never going to get true justice that way. Second of all, I think there should be a minimum penalty for being a cop that broke the law. 
because of what Wargasm just said. You took an oath to uphold the law. I didn't. So why should we both get the same time for murder? You should get a little extra because you're a cop that did that, right? Or you, if you get busted smuggling drugs out of the out of the evidence locker or something, you should get way more time than just some dude who got caught selling coke because you're a cop that did that, right? So it should be like an extra 10 years or $50,000 or however you want to do it, but there should be X amount up and above and beyond because you're a cop that totally fucked up. Right. Um, and then I think it I think it should be trial by by peers like it would be for any old citizen. Right. You you want the citizens. To um, to try the cops and like in the um, what was it in the Rodney King case, they moved the, the frickin trial so that they could have it in a white community so that the white cops wouldn't get as harsh of a sentence. That was some bullshit. Because they would, you know, because they would have got the maximum if they had the trial where it was supposed to be. What do you think, man? No, I agree with you. It just, I'm, I'm, it stirred my imagination. <clears throat> so I'm trying, I'm looking up, I'm trying to see how many police officers actually went to prison last year. Well, the number of killings, police officer killings, it's staggering. It's like 5,000 a year. I don't even mean just killings. I mean, like, how many were convicted in actual like face actual prison time. Oh man, the amount that went to prison, I'd say that's not even 1%. Most of the time they'll get to keep their job and uh and just get suspended with pay or maybe get they call it a demotion but they'll get promoted actually. They'll get a desk job where they don't have to go out on the street anymore. Um it's unbelievable. Oh, and one other thing I was going to say is if you get you know, if you're a cop that that is found guilty of murdering a person, you shouldn't be able to ever do law enforcement again anywhere. Right. That shit should follow you on your driver's license, even if you move to a different state. It's not giving me a straight answer. Of course. <clears throat> yeah. And I would think that that's a very low number. The, the amount of people, A, that are even prosecuted, found guilty. And that B then go to jail. I think I, I mean I can only remember of hearing of one in this whole last year that actually was going to be sent to do time. I'd be interested to know the numbers though. It's really not trying to answer my question. I should do some research on the college database since I have access to these these research databases. Wow. Got another message from Wargasm. I mean, I can give you one example of a military coup well i mean it wasn't strictly a military coup but it was a coup nonetheless or as it was called in germany a putsch in 1923 uh in the early days of the nazi party the nazi party organized a national putsch well they tried to organize a national putsch that started in munich whereby the whole nazi party marched on the streets of munich to uprise against the military, against the autocratic rule of Germany, against the Kaiser and his generals. And it didn't work. The putsch didn't work. The Nazi party lost 16 Nazis during that putsch. And Hitler ended up spending time in prison as a result of it. And after that, the German people were riding high on American loans for about four or five years, something like that until the Wall Street crash in 1929.
right? And then that sank them into a horrible depression, right? Which is what gave Hitler the ability to rise up, um, you know, because in horrible times, you know, powerful people are able to gain more more people's ears because people are wanting change, right? So they might be willing to take utter and complete change, even if it's not necessarily what they would go for in a, in a peaceful time or in a or in a, uh, a time of abundance. Now the message from Wargasm. See, I'm not proud to be English as such. Definitely not proud to be British. Um, but I am proud to be a Yorkshireman. Because Yorkshire isn't just a place. Yorkshire is a state of mind. As Sean Bean once said, one does not simply walk into Yorkshire. One must navigate treacherous highways, traffic jams, and rat race goings on to find the green and prosperous land that is Yorkshire. You'll find rolling hills, you'll find sweeping rivers, but most of all, you'll find your soul. Oh, yeah, and the fire drill is Tuesday at three. <laughs> that was great. Great message. How's it going, Mrs. Smitty? Let's just think. Are you still awake? I think let's just think fell asleep. Maybe. Yeah. Another one from Morgasm. See, it's crazy, isn't it, that the police are allowed to investigate themselves when there's some sort of police corruption going on and it goes to court. I agree with you completely. Why do the police get to investigate themselves? Because if you look at other branches of the law when it comes to court and trials, police are not allowed to use informant information in court because although it's given them the information to potentially help with an investigation, it's not reliable, it's not... It's not... Um, reputable do you know what i mean so to me the same sort of theory applies when police are being investigated i.e how can you trust the word of a police officer when it's a police officer that's involved in the crime i.e another police officer shouldn't be allowed to investigate another police officer because they're going to look after their own aren't they yeah yeah, sad but true. The whole thin blue line thing is just disgusting to me, you know. Um, I went down, speaking of rabbit holes coalition, right? I went down the rabbit hole of gangs within police departments. And if you just Google LASD, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, there are 17 known gangs within that sheriff's department. They have tattoos to, you know, that they have logos that they get tattoos of, like full on, like any old gang, except they're cops. Um, and some of them, you got to kill a civilian to get into the gang, to get into the clique. There was one busted in Vallejo up by me here. And the Vallejo, uh, I don't know if it was the sheriff or police department, but they were busted. They were bending a tip of their star for every um, minority that they had killed. Like, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. 
<clears throat> so in the city that I'm currently in, it's kind of just known that the cops are corrupt. Everybody knows this. You will never see these cops pulling anybody over. They don't do anything as far as, you know, contributing to the safety of the community. Um, you almost never see them. And they, they come from a particular background and upbringing. So it's just known what they do. Right. And stay away from them there's, if you see them. Because they're not, they're not going to show up for anything that you want them to show up for. Not, not for anything you want, right? Um, there's a great documentary about um, the birth of the Bloods and the Crips in L.A. And what they were, and it's fascinating. It goes way back to the 50s to when there was horrible, horrible racism and segregation in that area. And there was basically an invisible line. And if you were black, you had to live on the, the right side of that line. And if you got caught on the left side of that line after after dark, the cops would shake you down, harass you, beat the hell out of you. So, um, you know, out of safety and self-preservation, um, black dudes started hanging out together, right? Because safety in numbers. And then that's right. what led to eventual clicks and then ultimately to the Bloods and the Crips. It was a fascinating documentary. I saw it on YouTube. But it just made me sick to my stomach, these racist, you know, cops slash pigs. Just unfrickin' believable. Yeah, originally they were just policing their own neighborhoods. And then it just, right. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, in the town it, near where I'm at, uh, two towns away, a cop got busted um, because I'm like, I'm on the way to the Emerald Triangle, which is like the most weed growing area in the world. Right. So and there's only one highway that goes up to Mendocino and Humboldt. So there's one way in, one way out. And it's a two lane highway. Right. Um, so this one cop corrupt cop he got arrested and i don't know if he went to jail or whatever but he got busted and arrested for shaking people down he would pull them over on the, he took his badge off but he would wear his uniform and uh and he'd pull people off over on their way to going to get drugs to weed or whatever and he'd steal their money and then if he pulled them over on their way back down after they bought the drugs he'd steal the drugs unbelievable <laughs> And it, who knows how many years this guy got away with it, but it was multiple years that he was doing this. So, I mean, you're talking about strong arming on the level of any mafia, you know, it's just unreal. That's crazy. And of course, if you did it for that length of time, you know, what I mean, I would imagine. That a no, large yes. number of fellow officers would be aware of that. Oh, absolutely. He had to have there had to be a click involved, right? Right. To be you able to get keep it quiet and keep it going. Somebody's going to ask for your badge number. I don't give a fuck if you do take it off. Some, somebody's asking some questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Messages. This should make this should make a, a film where there's like a copper that's that's had enough with the police corruption and goes on this sort of almost like Jan Michael Vincent Rampage, <laughs> you know what I mean, where he wears where he wears a skin-tight black tank top and, you know, he's got knives 
around his thigh and stuff and he goes on this big quest to just defeat and rid the world of corrupt police officers and he's like he cocks back he cocks back his glock and then just got says something like the thin blue line just got thick as hell yeah the thin blue line just turned to a red puddle <laughs> i like it it could be like uh Exactly, like training day, except in reverse. Instead of him being the most corrupt cop, he's like a good cop and then goes on the offensive against all the corrupt cops. Yeah. But, I mean... Oh, uh, another, another one would be, New York's finest just got a whole lot finer. <laughs> That's it. Um but man, in this, I was watching this one thing about the gangs in the L.A. Sheriff's Department, and this one city council member was saying he approached the sheriff to talk to him about it. And then he started getting harassed at his home, threatening phone calls, like, unreal. They went after a city council member. So, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. They're pretty much untouchable at this point. I mean, I I would be for utter and complete um, disbanding of the police department and complete restructuring, starting from the ground up, you know, with new training, like a psychological profile of the people that you will not allow in the force, right? Like anybody that got bullied in school, no, you can't, you can't join. You're not going to go wreak havoc and get vengeance on everybody. Um you know, little man complex. Nope, you, you know, you can't join. And I think that should be I done. Know. Like, I, I mean, I entirely agree. I just think, I don't know. At this point, you just got to burn it all down. Well, that's kind of what I think. And then, and then start over from the ashes, right? Because um, unless yeah. you do that, you're never going to fully get rid of the cancer, right? Good at all. Yeah. I think we got to do the same thing with the CIA and the FBI. I've thought that about the CIA for the longest time, and so did Kennedy. And, you know, after he said that in a speech, two weeks later, he was dead. But the FBI showed their true colors recently. I mean, they've been busted in a bunch of scandals throughout the years. Operation Pro, where people stole FBI records that outed all the BS the, the FBI was doing spying on on u.s citizens and progressives and uh, spying on martin luther king you know having informants you know and there's possibility to believe that it was an, an fbi informant that actually shot king um and you know and having fbi informants infiltrate the kkk and then do all kinds of dirt under the directive of the fbi um you know, and now we know that there were FBI operatives at January 6th, you know, uh, and with the Twitter files release, we now know that the FBI was conspiring with the DNC and certain corporations to keep the Hunter Biden laptop story quiet until after the election. So you could say that that was throwing an election, right, because they did a survey and 80 percent of the people surveyed said they wouldn't have voted for biden if they would have heard the hunter biden laptop laptop story before the election 
and the ties to Burisma and the ties to China and all these seedy business dealings and, and payola. It's always well-timed, isn't it? Like the, the, right. the documents always come out. <clears throat> the information always comes out, but it always comes out at a point where it, it becomes erroneous. It's irrelevant. Right. So, so I mean, not, they, do, no, they do tell you. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right. I'm no Trump fan, but it appears that he was right that the election was stolen, not necessarily in the way of stealing actual ballots, but in suppressing a news story that would have changed the outcome of the election for sure had people known the truth. Um, right. So either way, that's interfering with an election. Yeah, both sides are, you know, both, both sides are one, dirty. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Somebody asked me a either. question about January 6th, and I tried to phrase it in a way that wouldn't upset wouldn't upset them too much, I guess. I don't know. It's like, okay. Well, the, the narrative was this during a certain presidency. And then towards the other presidency, it was, the you know, the topic was resurged. And all of a sudden we have, you know, 40,000 hours of footage and, you know, what was it? A couple of days after the dude, the, um, the shaman dude was sentenced. Like all of it, like he's already sentenced now. It's irrelevant. But um, all right. that information comes out. He would just walk through. I mean, it was obvious. I don't know. I remember well, I was no, at no. work when that happened. They were talking about it, and like, bro, it looks fake to me. I don't know. And not only so, it's, what's wild about that footage that was released is. Not only is he just walking, the shaman guy, just walking through the Capitol, but there's Capitol Police guiding him through the Capitol, yeah. leading him around. Yeah. He was and then he great. thanks him in a speech. He thanked him. Thank you, the Capitol Police, for letting us come in here, meaning to the Senate chamber. But then if you were just looking at the media, they're like, and they took the Senate chamber floor. Like it was like some violent action when the Capitol Police let them, guided them, and allowed them in there. Pretty wild. Oh, well, they were gearing them up at the end of... So there were two events that happened that same day. Uh, of course, the first one was the Trump rally, which was in front of the White House, that got completely. Um, that was in front of like even the Lincoln that. Monument or something, wasn't it? Lincoln Memorial. No, it was Lincoln in Monument. front of the White House. Um, and then what happened at the Capitol? That's what they were saying. So this is why I don't even like Trump anymore because he could have saved those January six people who um, went in there and didn't do anything wrong. They truly did not do anything wrong. Like you said, they were guided. They were um, ushered in. He he could have done something, and he didn't. So, or could I, he have done I, something? I, I've got bad because... blood with that. But uh, I saw, I was there. I saw what was going on. Not not there at the Capitol, but there at the previous thing. I it was it was very clear they had a lot of people running around saying, "Go to the Capitol, go to the Capitol." Ah. 
um, trying to rile people up. And luckily, I was with a group of men. And because I was a woman, nobody went. And so I'm so I'm so grateful for that. But it, it, it was it was it's, it's a sick, sick thing that happened. Nobody well, ever did anything like that was that wrong. That's what well, I was saying. It's saying. like, OK, this is national news and it's been national news for three fucking weeks. I still haven't seen any footage. Nobody did anything. I heard somebody broke a window. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, maybe they broke a window. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, gives yeah, a yeah. fuck? Nobody died. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said people died, but I, I didn't believe and then that. They, no, they changed the Who story, cares? though. Afterward, they said, oh, they, they got killed from, like, a fire extinguisher being thrown on somebody's head. They died because of this and that. Nope. And then it comes out later. No, maybe it was a stroke. And then right. this... Uh, he died yeah. later. But, yeah, like, more yeah. people died at the like fucking the Travis day. Scott... More people died at the Travis Scott concert. Like, I don't oh, care. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And But these really? people are being demonized. They are held, I well, from my opinion, improperly imprisoned. Um, and there is nobody to stick up for them. They say this is the biggest travesty that's ever happened. Uh, no, that's not. I, w- I was there. That's not Right. This but is let's like be honest, a baby, they were just setting like a, an example of, uh, you know, they they staged it. They said it to just to set the example of what we will do to you in case you decide to protest. This was all. Oh staged. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you this had like you had people say say it's time you need to stay out of DC. It, you need to get out now because they're setting something up. I saw what they were. Mm, so Courtney, you were I, saying I saw that... with my own eyes what happened, how they were so... gearing up. Um and it was it was it was done really horribly. No, I don't I don't believe that anybody who is in jail just for entering the Capitol should be there. This was executed pre planned, very pre planned. The baby false flag if I ever saw one. So Absolutely. Courtney, you were saying that you blame Trump for not showing up at the Capitol. And once again, I'm not a Trump fan. No, no, no. I I blame him for not um, pardoning, although there there is a way around it because they were never actually prosecuted. But I blame him for not pardoning these people. It hadn't happened yet. That's what I blame him for. He wasn't still in office when it all went down. Right. Well, that's uh, exactly they didn't they didn't prosecute the people until afterward. Right. But so he could he have, have the he, he pardoned Little Wayne. I mean, I like Little Wayne, but you know, he pardoned a lot of people right before he left office. But for some reason, oh. that these January six people, they're like in, stuck in limbo. And, well, what do you want right, them to well, pardon the FBI on- or what? I don't understand. Well, that's on purpose because they didn't prosecute them until after Trump was gone, yeah. so he couldn't pardon them. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like what you just said, let's just think the FBI, right? So um, there have been congressional hearings about this. The Justice Department was questioned point blank. Did you have federal agents on the ground at January they 6th? Did. We can't answer that question. Did you have federal agents inside the Capitol 
on January 6th? We can't answer that question. Did you have um, federal agents instigating violence on January 6th? We can't answer that question. We can't answer that question means yes. Otherwise, they would have said a definitive no, we did not. Correct. Yep. And there, and there and there's one guy if you want to look into it, Ray Epps. Who look up who is Ray Epps on YouTube? He's in. Uh, he's at a bunch of like Proud Boy rallies leading up to January 6th, and he's urging people to break into the Capitol on film. He's there at the front line January 6th, right at the barricades. He whispers into this kid's ear, and then a couple minutes later, that kid's the first person to bust through the barricade. So he's Can I tell you on what I saw? film inciting, here, let me just finish this up. So he's on film inciting, right, and participating in January 6th. He was on the FBI's most wanted list for a couple few days. He, they mysteriously took him off, never arrested. And uh, so what's up with that? He's living peacefully in Arizona right now. So who is Ray Epps? Three letters. Right. What, what did you see, Court? Reconnecting. Um, you know what we did see is on video we saw a bunch of police officers, undercover police officers, being like uh, they were being stopped and they were all asked like like well, who are you? Let me see some ID and they all showed them uh, their their officer badges, undercover, but different agencies. They're all different agencies, you know, all pulling out their different IDs badges, but wearing like plain clothes, you know. Yep. Kind of like the BLM, how there were cops breaking windows. Yeah, they had like a pallet of bricks just laying out for <laughs> specifically that right. purpose. Here, grab a brick. Right. It was like, yeah. How to discredit a movement by the FBI. Yep. They've been they've been fine-tuning that operation for 40 years. Alright, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. Alright, until next time.